Hi, and welcome to The Conscious Loop, where woo-woo and the real world collide. I'm your host, Katrina DeAngelis. Join me as we explore what it looks like to live consciously almost always. Each episode, we dive into transforming mindsets and shifting paradigms through topics such as developing self-awareness, living authentically, communication, strengthening relationships, and leading from the inside out. If you're ready to break out of your unconscious loops and discover what else is possible, you came to the right place. My mission here is to share actionable solutions to real-world problems and to support you in expanding your consciousness as you evolve into the next iteration of you. Through personal insights, practical tips, and the occasional guest expert, we will journey together on this wild ride called life. The experience will be shared, but the ahas will be all yours. I'm not your teacher or your tour guide. I'm simply a co-pilot, a fellow human who's committed to being open and honest about being perfectly imperfect, all while learning, growing, and sometimes it up. My intention isn't to sugarcoat the pain or to minimize the challenges, but rather to transmute the triggers and unify the dark places of our unconscious into lightness, levity, and laughter. Because let's be real, it's no fun if we're taking ourselves too seriously. You ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of the Conscious Loop podcast. I'm so excited to have you here and listening. I knew that I could not launch a podcast without doing some form of introduction to myself and why I'm even doing this. Who am I? Why am I here? Why should you even care? (laughs) So that's what today is all going to be about. And I will, you know, share some of the reflective moments that have really propelled me into where I am today and some of what I'm doing now and where that stems from. But most importantly, just allowing you to get to know me a little bit uh, because, you know, we're all on this wild human ride called life. And most importantly, I would love for you to join me on, you know, this version of life that we're both in. And so firstly, really my intent behind this podcast is to share with you stories, lessons, experiences that I've had in my life that have shaped my experiences and who I am. But most importantly, the commonalities that I hear between the experiences I've had and the experiences that over 200 people that I've been coaching and working with have also experienced because we are all so unique. We have our own unique experiences, stories, our own unique challenges that we go through. But oftentimes the underlying concerns or the through line behind what's really guiding us is the same, right? There's this curiosity or there's a fear of the unknown or ambiguity, imposter syndrome, you know, there's um, identity, who am I? Uh, these big life questions, conflict, conflict with ourselves, conflict with in relationships and partnerships and friendships. And so these are the things that we all experience and the unique aspects are how it shows up for us. And some of the stories that go with those common themes and common life challenges And so I want to share some of mine with you and some of the lessons I learned along the way to hopefully inspire something in you as well. And maybe one day we'll have you on the podcast to hear your human story as well. So, you know, 
today I was reflecting and I was trying to like trace everything back to maybe this like one key pivotal moment or experience that was life-changing for me in many ways. And I traced all the way back to about 15 years ago. And I went on a trip to Southeast Asia with my best friend, Elmez. And I remember it was my first trip going with a friend, um, especially so far away from Canada, going to Southeast Asia. I wanted to go to like Costa Rica, you know, pretty close, go for a few weeks, maybe a month, volunteer. Um, and that was a big adventure for me. And I'll never forget, Alnas had just got back, gotten back from a trip to Malaysia. And she was like, we need to do this. We need to go to Southeast Asia and we can't just go for a month. It has to be three months because there's just so much to see and you're going to love it and you're never going to want to leave. And I was like, whoa, hold up. I'm like me living this like ordinary life, doing what I should be doing, going to school, doing all the right things, you know, wanting this like little bit of a different experience and going to Costa Rica. And it was like, my ordinary life was just challenged. There was this resistance. I was like, I don't know. This seems crazy. Are you sure? And I remember feeling pretty conflicted about it, right? Because you have this person you trust saying, yes, we should do this three months. But then you have all the stories that come up, right? What are other people going to think? I don't know. It could be dangerous parents saying you can't do that you can't leave that's crazy what about your school what about your job what about all these things and I had to really work through all of those and eventually get to a place of inner trust and inner knowing and helped having trust in Elnaz and just saying fuck it let's do it here's my credit card book I was like I don't know I'm still thinking one month but if you think three then like just book it here's my credit card and that was such a pivotal moment. And it's so crazy to think that that could have gone a different way. I could have said no, I could have not gone, I could have done something different. And I don't know where my life would have been. And so, you know, three months into the trip, it's hilarious. We're trying to call airlines, you know, everything we could do to extend our trip. And it was impossible. There was like no flight that we could book later to get back in time for the school year and all these things. But it was just hilarious to be on. I still remember being in that. Um, it was like a call center because we had had our phone stolen, which is a whole other story. And we're like calling all these different numbers, talking to customer service, and we could not change our flights. And it was heartbreaking, which is hilarious because three months earlier, I was shitting my pants and I did not want to go. I was freaking out. So it's this constant pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone to go against what you might be being told or what you should be doing and really trusting yourself to have your own back and know that you can handle whatever comes your way. And so I share that story with you because it was such a foundational life decision and pivotal moment for me that really propelled me into that next version of myself at that time. And so there's a few things I think that happened as well, closer to the end of the trip, right? When I started realizing, wow, now I got to go back to that quote unquote, ordinary world. 
that I had left behind. I feel like I'm kind of living in this like fantasy now. And I didn't know it at the time, but that would be my greatest challenge. My greatest challenge was not leaving. My greatest challenge, even though at the time it might've felt like that, my greatest challenge was not all of the challenges along the way, which there were plenty that I can share. Um, and I, I mean, looking back, they were amazing moments, but when you're in it, not so much. It wasn't any of those. It was coming back and reintegrating after I had changed as a person, after I had evolved into that next iteration of myself. And that would take years. <laughs> and it was a beautiful journey. But these pivotal moments have that impact because they change us, they inspire us, they shed off these layers and add other layers that you didn't even know you had. And so some of those experiences and that journey are things that I will share about in my podcast on how I did integrate on how I, you know, did build my identity and rediscover myself in so many ways throughout the past 15 years. Another thing that I think was a key moment was reverse culture shock. I thought that I was going to go to Southeast Asia and have culture shock because it's such a different way of living. It's a different culture. It was the exact opposite. I was full of curiosity, joy, love, excitement to see this culture that I had not known very much about before going. And you see these communities just come together and share resources, share love, take care of each other's families. And from an outside perspective, you know, it might seem like they have very little and that might very well be true, but they had something that I didn't see expressed in the same way in North America. And that was this unconditional sense of community and finding joy in these little moments. And there was, it was like, the, it, they didn't have that same level of consumerism that we see today or overconsumption and all of, you know, some of the, the things that we see in North America. And that would play a role and a through line throughout the rest of my life to this day. Um, and so reverse culture shock, I had no phone when I came home, it was stolen. And I was resistant to even get one. I was like, why do I need a phone? Like, I didn't need one there. It was actually so great. It was liberating. I felt so free. I felt so myself. I had to ask people for directions, like these things that, you know, you rely on your phone for. And it was, it was hard to move through like, Oh, can't reach for your phone. Can't reach for that. Can't do this. But it was so liberating in so many ways. And, you know, coming home to people just prioritizing having the next big car, TV, uh, the bigger house, like, oh, look at what they have. I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> you know, it was, I had opened my eyes up to this whole other way of living that I was shocked going back into a culture that to me felt very consumer driven, superficial. And I was craving, craving with every inch and bone in my body, craving depth, craving, like scratching that itch of curiosity, of adventure, of the unknown, these things that I had no idea I cared about. I was always interested in human behavior and really like deeply curious, 
but I had no idea the level that it would transpire to after that experience. And so that was a key moment in shaping who I was. And now, you know, when I think about that, that story that I had just shared, there's three pieces that I really want to share. And I want you to take away from this podcast episode, because there are also going to be elements that I talk about throughout each future episode. And that is number one, life is our greatest teacher. If you take the lessons, because we are always presented with tests. We're always presented with opportunities to grow and to evolve, to be taught if we're willing to be a teacher. So use life as your greatest teacher. I always say my greatest lessons weren't from school. They weren't from education. They weren't from my degrees. No, they were from life. They were from the moments I had challenges along the way. They were from moments that I was celebrating. They were from moments that I was deeply curious. These are the moments that I learned the most. And, you know, a part of that is using the journey as the destination, right? The destination, if you think about life, right? Life is a big journey. What's the destination? Death? (laughs) Is that what we're really going for? Or are you going for all these key moments along the way, right? It is the journey. And within the long, bigger journey or the macro journey of life, there are these micro and macro journeys along the way. And when I reflect back on my, my trip, even to Southeast Asia, the first place we were going to was Thailand. And I remember every step of that, like saying goodbye to my parents at the airport, you know, boarding the plane, getting on my seat, like taking that first selfie. I remember all these moments. I remember the first night I slept in the bed in Thailand, swimming for the first time. And each moment throughout the day, I kept looking at Elnaz and I was like, is this ever going to hit us? Like, am I ever going to realize we're here? It's almost like I was waiting for that destination, like that feeling of I have arrived. And that never happened. It didn't happen that day. It didn't happen three months later because it wasn't about that. It wasn't about the destination. It wasn't about where I was going. It was about the journey. It was about the little experiences along the way that created that entire experience in and of itself. It was the first sandwich I had at the corner of a street in Thailand. It was the first time we went out dancing. It was the first time that we we walked through the forest. Like it was these moments that at the time seemed small, but they created the overall experience. And so using life as your greatest teacher, using the journey as your opportunity to experience life's greatest moments, because it's not about where you're going. It's not about the destination. It's about being present in each one of those moments. Secondly, is that intuitive nudges and breadcrumbs are nudges from your highest self. So that gut feeling, your first reaction, your first answer to a question, even though you might like spend 20 hours thinking about it and then go back to the first decision, the moments of curiosity, those 
are nudges from your highest self from the highest version, the highest potential of yourself. So when you have that burning curiosity, when you have that moment where you feel that spark of inspiration or that fire, or you have an opportunity that presents itself before immediately writing it off, before shoving that nudge, that intuitive feeling aside, before being, oh, I don't have time for that curiosity. Use that as guidance. That is your highest self, your highest potential. That is you talking to the version of you in that moment. So use those nudges. Third is pivotal moments are the moments that propel us into the next iteration of you. And these moments require deep reflection. And often they require growing pains that are necessary to evolving. They might be beautiful moments. They might be challenging, but they are pivotal. And this is when you are at the edge of that next version of yourself. And that can feel uncomfortable because oftentimes it's like you've gotten to the edge of your comfort zone. And the pivotal moment is that push over onto the other side of your comfort zone. And so it's about constantly expanding your comfort zone. And so for me, Southeast Asia, going on that trip, pivotal moment, out of my comfort zone, continued to push myself out of my comfort zone. And it got easier each day, but that was a pivotal moment. That was a pivotal experience in my life. And I evolved into the next iteration of myself in that. So why these pivotal moments are so important are because they force us back into alignment with our highest self. They're keeping us on track with our highest self, with our greatest potential. Because what happens is we learn, we grow, evolve, and then we become comfortable within that. And we're ready to go on to that next version of ourselves. Now, a lot of the times people don't push themselves. They stay comfortable in that version of themselves and they might stay there for a year, two years, or for life, right? You stay in that comfort zone. Now, when that moment of discomfort comes or you're presented with an opportunity that scares you or you have that like burning desire to do something different, you are on the edge. That is your moment. That is your pivotal moment. And it doesn't mean you have to know the answer. Most, more often than not, you have no idea what the answer is. What's important is that you take that as important information and you use that as guidance. You follow the intuitive nudges. You do what makes you uncomfortable and you see where that takes you. And most importantly, you use it as an opportunity to reflect. And what I mean by that is oftentimes pivotal moments, like I said, are shifting us back into alignment. So that was an experience for me 15 years ago, shifting me into this next version of myself that was going to take years to integrate, but it is literally the heart of who I am. And I'll give you another recent example. I had another pivotal, pivotal moment where, you know, as you go through these moments, you realize what's important to you. So I learned that my key values were connection, community, adventure, right? These things I learned were important to me through that 
Southeast Asia experience. And so I continued to embody and embed those into my daily life following that trip. So if I didn't feel like I was having adventure in my life, I would do something that brought that in, whether it was going on a trip or learning something new or, you know, um, going out for an experience or a workshop or something where I felt like it was an adventure. There's different ways that I get adventure connection. Same thing. I love connecting the dots. I love connecting people. I love, you know, even in my work, I love connecting and and building programs and experiences where I get to connect all of these learning experiences and, and shape a journey for, for the person that I'm coaching or for the program that I'm creating for a team. So there's, and we'll talk about this in different podcasts as well, but your values guide your decisions. They guide how you show up in life. My most recent pivotal moment was November of last year. I went to Mexico. I, at this time had been traveling for probably about a year and a half, like working remote in different areas, traveling a bit for work. And I just remember getting to Mexico day one. Okay. New place. Didn't know anyone feeling pretty good, but you know, trying to get my feet under me and meet new people and all this stuff. And my first friend is a dog, this little furry creature that just came up to me with so much joy and followed me around for an entire day. I was like, wow, normally like you adopt dogs. No, this dog adopted me. And she became my greatest teacher for that week. You know, I was making all of these decisions based on my values of adventure and freedom and flexibility and, you know, curiosity and wanting to, you know, find love and feel grounded, but always knowing that home was where I was. And there were all these like factors that led me to being in Mexico. And that was me following what felt the best for me. Now, this dog who I came to name Lita presented me with a conflict of how I was living out of alignment with my highest self because I was seeking and chasing these things that I wanted and that were important to me, like being grounded, living in a place that was full of adventure, but had the drive of a city a partner and being in a deeply satisfying relationship, community and consistency. I didn't have any of that. I was traveling from place to place and I had beautiful relationships and community and all of these things, but there was no consistency. There was, it was like, I was seeking for something to eventually be the person I wanted to be, but I wasn't being that person in that moment. And Lita, again, the reflective part, right? Lita forced me to look at how I was living my life out of alignment. She forced me to see that she represented everything I wanted that I actually didn't have. I didn't have a home to bring her back to that was stable. I didn't have a relationship to share her with 
I didn't have a community of people to support me in raising a dog or being with her when I had to go travel for work. I didn't, my life wasn't set up in a way that was going to allow me to have a dog. And that forced me to really think about some of the decisions that I was making and where I was out of alignment. And so in that moment, I decided I'm going to find the place I want to be. I'm committing to a place. I'm committing to myself. I'm committing to some of the the businesses that was taking me longer to really get set up because of all the movement. And that was a pivotal moment for me. Now I'm seven months (laughs) past November. It took me a month. Actually, I'll say two days to find the place I wanted to live, the country I wanted to live in, the person who I love and wanted to live with and now have a beautiful relationship with, community of people, an amazing home, cats, (laughs) these things that I didn't have before. And I actually didn't even realize how badly I wanted them because I was chasing this feeling that I thought I was going to get through adventure and through change and through all of these things because I was constantly living on the edge of my comfort zone instead of really deepening the relationship with myself and my surroundings and fostering that connection that I was really seeking. And so I was ready for that shift and I was ready to pivot and I was ready for that next move. And I knew that because things didn't started to feel uncomfortable. I didn't feel like I was in, in alignment with myself anymore. And so that became my opportunity to stop, pause, reflect, and really face the reality of some of the decisions I was making so that I could come back into alignment with myself, with my highest self and make the decisions that followed that. And you'll find that as soon as you make those decisions, no matter how big or how small things start to align, they always start to align. The only time they don't feel like they're aligning is when you're unsure or when you're not making a decision or you're in limbo. Nobody likes limbo. Okay. If you're in limbo, that's your opportunity to pivot. You're in the experience that is going to shift you into the next iteration of yourself. And so all along the way, for the last five years, I've been working with individuals and coaching them, anyone from, you know, their 20s and 30s, high potential talent, entrepreneurs in companies, team building teams, building collaboration. This is what I've been doing. I've been coaching these individuals and I see all of these commonalities around how we shape ourselves, how we find our identities, how we navigate challenges, how we navigate conflict, how we build resilience. And although our story is all unique, those things are always true. They're always the same. And so here we are in space and time arriving at this podcast intro. Um, However you got here, I'm so happy that you're here. And to summarize, you know, just sharing that I've been called to share these stories with you and share failures, insights, big and small and life lessons with actionable tips that I hope and believe and really I know will support you in evolving into the next iteration of you as we peel back the layers, as we 
you know, untie and untangle and transform these unconscious loops that we have so that we can continuously build the awareness and, and dive into the conscious loops so that you too can access the truth and guidance that is already within you on this wild ride called life. So I'm excited to go on this journey with you and dive in. I hope this was a way for you to get to know me and know who you're going on this journey with. I would love your questions. I would love to hear what you want to dive into because I want to guide this content with you. So I'll see you next time on The Conscious Loop. Like what you heard and want more? Stay connected with our community on social media using the links below. Like us on your favorite podcast provider and sign up for the Conscious Loop newsletter, where we only send you goodies with one intent, to break your unconscious loops. If you have an unconscious loop you want to break free from, let us know so we can feature that loop on the show. Info and show notes, and we'll see you next time in the Conscious Loop.